Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, I'm going to keep this simple. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. Welcome, you guys. This is so exciting because I have someone here that I have just been dying to talk to because we are going through... The same things at the same time right now. And it's a lot. I have Jackie Oshre here right now. Okay, you guys, she has the Toast podcast, which is my favorite podcast in the whole world. It's the one that I listen to the most. Like, you guys are fantastic. And I'm so happy to have you on. And this week, she has her book coming out. She wrote a children's book. You guys, The Camper and the Counselor. Jackie... This is such a fucking big deal. Thank you. I know. I'm shook by it. I've been working on it for so long that now that it's like finally here, like the fact that you're holding it is so crazy to me. For five months, I've only had one copy that I've been like going around town with that I've been like using for my son and then also for any Mm -hmm. work stuff. So like that there's copies across the country in Los Angeles. It's just crazy to me. And like I read it and I got emotional. I got emotional too when like I finished it and read it like through the first time and the way that it ends like it's just really full circle and I was like goosebumps and chills just like the camper but I don't but I was like is that just me getting an emotional I'm also obsessed with camp so maybe I'm just not well but glad to know that you got emotional no let's talk about this because there are two types of people in the world all right yes it's people that have gone to camp and people that have never gone to camp. And whenever I listen to the toast, you guys always fucking talk about your camp stories. I'm somebody who's never been to camp. So I, I don't understand. I I listen and I I try to understand what you guys have gone through. So like, as I was reading, as I was reading this book, I was just getting emotional thinking about my children asking me to go to camp and like just like the part where she's like she gets them they get she gets emotional thinking about her parents or like missing home I was like getting tear like teary-eyed like it and I have no idea what camp is like it's okay I'll tell you all about camp first I'm so sorry that you didn't go to camp because it's such an amazing (laughs) experience what did you do that's such a camp person thing to say no no I I mean it in like in a true way like it's just it's unlike anything else but what did you do as a kid with your summers then so like we had like camp that doesn't involve sleeping away Okay, like day camp we had day camp or like you know I went to theater camp once I like hit like 10 11 years old and so then I would, sleep away no it's not sleep you guys are obsessed with sleepaway camp is that just like a th- is is sleepaway camp a, a bigger thing that I'm just not aware of? Like, am I, I in the minority or are you in the minority? I think we're probably in the minority in the scale of like the whole country. I think it's a very Northeast thing. And I think it's a very Jewish thing. Okay. Is but it a bougie all... thing? <laughs> is sleepaway camp, Claudia sitting next to me, is sleepaway camp a bougie thing? Um, like, yes, because it's expensive. Yes, because like, it's expensive. But? But you're like paying for your room and boarding. Your parents get the summer off. From having to feed and clothe you. It's bougie. bougie. Probably it's bougie. I think it's bougie because whenever, like I was, when when I was growing up, when I thought about sleepaway camp, I thought about the parent trap. Let's be real. Yes. That was a pretty good depiction of a sleepaway camp. Claudia and I were just talking about the parent trap and how actually it's kind of like a movie about psychological torture, like separating twins at birth. Oh no, it's so fucked up. The parents are horrible. 
Horrible. <laughs> you're, you have a twin who, like, you were in utero with 10 months. You know, yeah. they heart, heartbeats in sync, and your parents get divorced, so you never know that you have a twin. Like, it's sick. But it's also sick, like, because the parents, like, just didn't care about not seeing or having the other kid. Oh, the in. other one. Right. They're like, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? Like, literally, no. you guys belong together in hell. <laughs> no, literally. And I think their thing was, like, they didn't want to have to spend six months here, six months there. Okay, they're twins. They could spend six months here and then six months in a new school. They have each other. They're going to be fine. And then they would like know both of their parents and their sibling. Yes. No, the whole (laughs) thing is traumatizing. But I've always thought sleepaway camp is bougie because both of their parents were bougie. It's like one of them is the fashion designer, lives in a London amazing like house. The other one, a winery. Like what the fuck? Like how come they couldn't make it work? It's like I just so I always assumed that sleepaway camp was for because they were bougie that is so wealthy, very yeah. factual factual if you I had to choose it i have a question for you it's really random if you had to choose between the life on the vineyard with the dad or the life in london with the mom which one would you choose this this thought keeps me up at night sometimes so it's a great question and for me it's it's definitely an internal struggle because I feel like my whole life I would have said California girl like I'm an American like of course mm-hmm. but recently like I'm so into British history British culture Love mm-hmm. Island UK I like I could have been Annie and become friends with Molly May and Maura Higgins like that maybe is the right path for me wait <laughs> I love that Love Island UK is what really just like swayed you in that direction. Like what made you second guess your first choice? That's where I am right now. Like in my, there should be a word for like when you're watching something like in my cultural sphere right now, my personal cultural sphere, like it's Love Island UK and it's Molly May and they're top of mind for me. And then I find myself like, I really consume so much British history. I'm, you know, we both love Mm -hmm. the Royals, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but Tudor history, love. You're you love Tudor. I'm a Victorian girly. Okay. See, listen, I love Victorian history. Oh my God, there's account there's an account that you need to follow. Okay. It's called okay, on- I'm going. Did you ever go on TikTok? Like I did, like I told you. No, I have a TikTok. Oh, this is gonna sound so I have a TikTok account on my iPad for when I need to look at a TikTok video, like or a, like I don't know, an account. Because I can uh-huh. watch individual videos on my phone if someone sends me a video. But no, I don't have it on my phone. Fucking Jackie, get your shit together. This has been a year since we did a podcast and I was trying to tell you a year ago that you need to get on TikTok. I feel like when you told me that, that's when I made a TikTok on my iPad. And so like that was the step I took so that I could consume TikToks. But I always leave my iPad in my studio anyway. So I never like actually am leisurely with it. But Claudia just made us a toast pod TikTok. Follow us at the toast pod. So maybe I'll be back. But also my issue is I can't get into my former TikTok account, which is a work of art. No, you said that for a year. No, you said that for a year. And still no one reached out. Like that's just how irrelevant (laughs) I am. (laughs) Okay. Well, there is this account on TikTok that you would absolutely love. It's called 60 Second History. So it's like at 60 Second History. And they have all the Victorian things. Like I learned how Victorian people made candles. I learned what they would like, uh, how they would spend Christmas, all the different classes, you know, like how the wealthy, how the poor, how the middle class. There's so many things about the Victorians on that TikTok account that you are just missing out on so much. And I just quite frankly feel bad for you. Wow, TikTok is le- not being on TikTok is leave me uneducated is what you're saying. Pretty I much. need to educate myself. You absolutely do. <laughs> um, also, I know this is like you're doing the question asking, but I need to ask you, what's your Roman Empire? That's the, like what everyone's asking right now. And I, I know that you have. Okay. I've, I've thought about this so much. Okay. So, so much. Now, I think that some form of royalty whether past or present is one of them okay so it could be like the royals right now like Meghan Markle I'm sure Meghan Markle crosses my mind like once a day but so does like something having to do with Marie Antoinette or something with the French Revolution or something with the Tudors so like some form of royalty crosses my mind at least once a day okay European royalty that's a good umbrella yes and but I have another one Mm -hmm. (laughs) People you're not friends with anymore who used to be like your best friend. Yeah, we all have got them. 
Like, don't you like I realize that like I think about people that like I used to be besties with literally like 17 times a day and it makes me feel like a stalker. (laughs) That's so crazy because I have people that I used to be best friends with that like I'm not anymore and I never think about them. And so so much and I have some who I've like fallen out with and some that I just lost touch with. Uh So there's like both. Um. Ne- none of Not them. you. So you're just normal. God, I see. I feel like a weirdo. Okay. What's no, your, Rome- I've seen that. I've seen that girl say like the girl Roman empire is like the person that you're not friends with. Like you're just like keeping tabs. So I think I'm abnormal in that situation. Okay. Well then what's your Roman empire? Oh, Royal family umbrella. Yeah. Victorian era. Like everything that I do in my day to day, I'm just like, how did the Victorians do it? You know, like I have a docatot. I'm like, what did the Victorians use? They didn't, you know, or even like all these dumb baby tchotchkes. I'm like, the Victorians got by without this. <laughs> You're so fucking right. No. You know, every that- time I buy like a, a little thing that's going to solve this one dumb issue, I'm like, the Victorians were fine. But you, but specifically the Victorians. Yeah, but that's where my mind goes. I like it's that era, like maybe a little bit of renaissance, but still it's all like kind of pre-technology. Right. That's where I go. Yeah. Okay, so just in case the for the people who are listening if they've been living under a rock, Jackie also had her second baby. So she you have two under two, right? Yes. Whoa. Okay. All right. So she gave birth a month before I did and I want to know if you were, because I think you probably do think about this too, but given what you just said, I think all the time, like, okay, like what I went through in labor, I'm like, holy fuck back in the day, like before all the medicine, before the epidurals, like Victorian people, like how did they not actually think they were dying, like fully passing away? They died. Well, they also did die. Yeah. That's what I always think. Like, no, like on the one hand, it's like, well, the Victorians did it and they were fine, but it's like, actually, no, like so many women died in childbirth. Like, and when you experience the birthing pains, it's like, yeah, no, I could pass away right now. Like this is torture did you have um did you like what was your labor experience like uh, my two labors were identical to each other down to the day 39 weeks and two days which was crazy because my second pregnancy was very high risk and I was the whole time I was at risk of delivering early so the fact that I made it to term and then it was the exact same day I went into labor in the middle of the night like 30 minutes difference wait so so okay you went into labor naturally Went in, into labor naturally in the middle of the night, two days in, in the, the middle, middle of the night. Okay. Yes. And it started my water breaking and my first contraction are five minutes apart both times. And then my contractions pick up like both times immediately go to the hospital within an hour. I like have an epidural and then I wait to finish dilating. But my labors both came on so strong, fast and hard. Like there are people I'll say like, I'll see people who are waiting to give birth. Um, There was no like just laying around. I guess once I had the epidural, but it was the middle of the night and I was just, the last thing I was going to do was like chill. I don't even think Zach and I spoke. We are just like waiting. Before the epidural. No, once the epidural kicked in. Before before the epidural was like, oh my gosh, how did they do it in the Victorian era? Like it's the most pain I've ever been in in my entire life. Like rolling contractions. I couldn't even tell you how far apart they were because they never ended. Wait, Jackie, the same exact thing happened to me the second time. No. Okay. So so like uh, the first time around, I had like labor. Like I went at like my my water, it ruptured. It didn't like fully break. So it was like trickling. Then I started getting contractions with Hartford. I labored at home for like eight hours, then went to the hospital like four in the morning. I was only one centimeter dilated, but they gave me the epidural. I thought that was painful. I thought those contractions that I had felt were painful. With this one, when I tell you my contractions just started, there were no, there was no break in between them. Like the way that you're talking about, like, yeah. I feel like they were um, not even a minute apart. It was just like constant. And I was screaming and crying like what you see in the movies. I'm like, now I understand. Like when Bob drove me to the hospital, I had to literally be on my knees holding on to the back of like the headrest, just screaming because I couldn't even just sit down. It was fucking wild. Okay. Could not function. And I'm glad that you've had both experiences because I'm always like, how do people labor at home? Cause what I experienced of labor, like I couldn't function. So when you had Hartford, like what were those eight hours at home? Like compared to when you had Messer? 
I listen, I put on the Great British Bake Off show. I did my nails <laughs> in between contractions. I did my makeup. I blow dried my hair because like the contractions were so far apart that I had yeah. like all this downtime to get hot. <laughs> in yeah, between. Right. That's what I mean. Like I I couldn't even there was no time or willpower to contemplate putting on a face or anything remotely like that. And then after I had the epidural, like I felt peaceful, but just like wiped out. Right. And then how long after the epidural did you give birth? So with um, Harry, I waited probably three hours to get to 10 centimeters. And then I pushed for three hours. That was like a lot of pushing. Mm -hmm. Because he hadn't dropped. So we had to like, I had to push him down. And then with Charlie, I waited the three hours and I pushed for one hour. I'm so sorry. But relatively short births. Like both times I got to the hospital around 1.30 a.m. With Harry, I gave birth at 9 a.m. And with Charlie, I gave birth at 7 a.m. Like that's really quick. So it's like quick and painful or long and <laughs> less have, painful. You have no idea what quick is. Let me tell you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I got to the hospital. They gave me that epidural. Within 45 minutes, I was like, I feels like something's trying to get out my vag, you guys. Like I and I was just like making jokes because I felt I was just so happy to not be in pain anymore. The nurse was like, no, there's no way. Like it's too soon. I'm like, I kind of feel like you should check. I feel like you should check. They looked up, they picked up like up the blankety thing, whatever it was, and they were like, Oh shit. <laughs> there's a oh bulging bag with a head behind it. They called my doctor. My doctor got there immediately, and I pushed for literally less than one minute. And he like pretty much just slid out my vagina and it was the craziest experience of my life. I literally asked my doctor, I was like, if I would have laughed, like if I would have like not said something and I could I have laughed him out eventually? And he was like, yeah, the way that that just happened. And I'm like, that's fucking wild. It's and, and honestly, Jackie, it fucked with my psyche a little bit because there was no like you know, moment. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't digest it. Me and Bo were just like, there was no like crying and like, Oh my God, we did it. Like he's here. It was just like, is that our baby? Is that, did this just happen? Like it was, it it was so weird that I feel like it made it like gave me a good week of postpartum depression. Cause like I couldn't, you didn't mentally prepare. Like you didn't have that yes. time. I, I had so much of that time where I wasn't even on my phone. Like it was like the middle of the night. So no one's awake even wasn't scrolling Instagram. I was like, just sitting there just like mentally preparing really. Yeah. No. But yeah. That's crazy. But no, but like there's pros and cons to each. There is no, totally. I mean, I kind How of, many centimeters dilated were you when you got to the hospital? Six. Like same. And then it took me three hours to get to 10, but it took you 10 seconds. It was like so fast. Did you, have you ever suffered from postpartum depression? Nothing beyond what I consider to be like the whirlwind that's postpartum, you know, like I, I think that like there it's, there's a lot that just is par for the course. So like the answer is no, but I, it's not like I was like always feeling my best, Yeah, you know? Well, no, it's impossible to feel your best after you have a kid. Right. I mean, it's actually I, the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's okay to feel a little blue, like blue. Yeah. But, but in general, like, no. And I feel, I don't know how it's going for you, but I feel like this time around things are just much more, less overwhelming than, than the first time. See, I wanted to ask you about that because I kind of feel the opposite because there is another top, there's another kid. And so, and, and I have help and Hartford's in school. So like you would think that it would be easier this time around because we didn't have anyone to help us last time. But it was also COVID. I didn't have any responsibilities. I didn't have jobs to do. I We couldn't really leave our house. So I, there was nothing. The only thing I had to do was take care of this one newborn little baby. This time around, I feel so much more overwhelmed. Yeah, I feel like when you have your first, it's like your world just stops. Like for three months, you're just like in a bubble. It's You barely like leave the house and you can just like focus on the baby. And then when you have another, it's like, well, we still have to go to this one's birthday party. And I guess you're coming in the Duna and we're just, you like, you don't get that time to like pause. But I feel like for me, it's like forced me to just carry on. And in so many ways, like I, I feel better, like equipped, like I'm always baby wearing now. And with Harry, whenever I would like go to baby wear him, it was such a production. Like now it's like, well, I need my hands and they got the baby. So we're just like, I feel like it forced me to 
get up, get out more. Whereas with Harry, it like took me a while to even like know how. Yes. No, I, I know. I know what you're talking about. I am not a gatekeeper, you guys. And uh, especially when it comes to baby products. When we had Hartford, she started using the Dreamland weighted sleep sack when I think she was like around six months. And it was amazing. And she loved it. And I am hoping that this baby, that Messer, loves the weighted sleep sack just as much because it seriously helps you get so much more sleep. Your baby gets a deeper sleep, which means that you get better sleep. And it's so easy to use because there's a two-way zipper. So when you have to do diaper changes, you don't have to like take off the sleep sack. That is like why more people don't think of doing that. It like blows my mind when you think of like having to take off like a whole outfit. No, the zipper works both ways. It's also so, so soft and it holds up so well after each wash. And it's 100% soft and natural cotton, okay? So if you're looking to, or if you have a baby or you're looking for a gift to give someone who just had a baby, try out the Dreamland Baby Sleep Sack because I'm telling you, babies love it, or at least my baby loved it. Um, go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter my code Stasi at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. I'm telling you, if your baby's fussing when it's trying to go to sleep, try the Dreamland baby weighted sleep sack because it could change your life for your family. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Did you have any, like, you know how the first time around when you have a baby, you have all this downtime and you're like, okay, I'm going to like watch this show. I'm going to like maybe pick up like kind of like a hobby, a sedentary hobby or something like that. Did you get to do any of that stuff this time around? Yes. This time for like the first two weeks when the baby was just like always not like just sleeping most of the time, but like not long enough for us to be going to sleep. Like Zach and I watched Love Island UK. That was our show this time around. And it was amazing. 50 episodes. We got so invested in so many of the people and like it was perfection. And last time it was Ladies of London, which is just so random. That's both like people of London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I last time I, de London. I definitely did more TV like last time. Cause I just had more downtime. Anytime the baby's sleeping, like I can be watching stuff, but now like I, even if Charlie's sleeping, I have to be with Harry. So now I've like fallen off with TV, but I did get that bubble with Love Island UK. See, for so I'll always feel warmly. That's you and Gilmore Girls now. Gilmore Girls. Like that has literally been my whole life. I am I am truly obsessed. I don't know what I was doing in high school that I didn't watch this. Did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? No. Oh my God, Jackie. It's like, after this podcast, I'm going to need you to go and turn on episode one. It is so feel good. Why do I feel like I'm not going to like it? <sighs> like, I don't like friends. I don't like friends either. Okay. And I've never said that out loud. And I'm actually scared <laughs> people are going to come for me. <laughs> Let it rip. Like, like, I have no time. Claudia loves friends. She's looking at me. This is like the what, probably our biggest argument. It's our Roman Empire. It's our Roman Empire. It's the biggest thing that we disagree about is friends. No, I don't like friends either. Like, sometimes I'll put it on if I'm in a hotel. But that means that because nothing else is on and that hotel only has like nine channels. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't, yeah. I've never understood friends. Gilmore Girls is not that. But now that I'm talking to you, I guess I just assume that you would like it because I think that we have so much in common and I love it so much. <laughs> no, and I trust your taste. I feel like the, what I would like about it is it seems to be very Hallmark vibes. Yes. Yes. And I love that. And it just like feels good. Like it's fall in so many of the episodes and they really just like, if it's a holiday, you really see it with the set, the way that they decorate the town. And I, I don't know. It's not. I can go for that. You know, like it just like makes you feel good. Um, and it's quick. You're such a quick witty person. So like it's fast. Oh, it's good writing. I think so. I mean, it's not mm. like the most clever in the whole world, but like it's quick. Okay, I 
will add it to like, if I'm looking for a show to binge, like uh, if I want to get into a show, that is a possibility for me. Please add it. So you're not watching anything else right now? No, I've been liking some of these like sports documentaries because they like, you get really oh, into Jesus. it, but it's short. Like the untolds, they're good. Have you watched them? No. I. You have to watch Manti Teo. You just have to. No. Like, is this one? Somebody told me that I should watch one that... You know, they had a baby the day of or something like that. Or is this the Tell Taylor Swift? and Molly May. No, it's Kelsey. Kelsey. Ke- so- oh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the Taylor- Jason Kelsey. Jason- J- yeah. Jason Kelsey had a baby like a few days after the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Okay. Wait, and I have a question. Taylor's boyfriend's brother. I have a question for you. Now, I haven't listened. I know you guys have talked about this on your podcast, but since I gave birth, I haven't been able to listen to any podcast because normally I do it when I'm driving and I haven't driven anywhere. So there's that. So I don't know how you guys feel about Taylor Swift and her new boyfriend. And I just want to get your take on it. Um, obsessed. Like they're so cute. I love like what they're doing for football I think they really needed some eyes on their show and Taylor's bringing that no I think they're really cute and they're just eyes like on their so show much. that's kidding. how I would they're- say it you know football they you know football really needs some more eyes on their show no but actually the game that she was at like was the most watched game since the Super Bowl so she got eyes on their show and I just think they're just doing like so much for the culture like it's so cute she's bringing her fans to him his to hers you know she goes to the box with all her friends like it's just great pop culture fodder I don't think that they're gonna get married and have a million babies. I don't think this is like the greatest love for her, but I imagine for Taylor, who's always like dating like artsy type. Yeah. This must be like really fun to date like the jock, the most, and he's just like popular and fun and parties and is cool. And she's just like living that life. And I I imagine that's a really fun time. Okay. See, because I haven't fully gotten on board. I don't know that much about him. So Listen, I know I'm not qualified to even have an opinion, really, but there's just something about the way that he walked out with her in that one game where he like didn't even crack a smile. And I'm like, dude, you're there with Taylor Swift. Like you should be beaming right now. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. And ever since then, I'm just like, I don't like it. (laughs) Well, it might make you feel better to know that actually like Claudia's take until it was, until she was at that game, like that was, he was so like thirsty for her love and attention. Like he went to her show and he was like tweeting or posting about how he like made friendship bracelets for her and like wanted to meet her. Yeah. I saw that. So he's, I think he's not playing it too cool. Even though in that video, it did look like he was. Okay. 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 I see what you're saying. So like that video is misleading. Yeah. I think he's all about it. All right. I'm going to, I will give him a chance. Yeah. I just really wanted to get your take on that. Okay. Um, And he's super handsome. Yeah, he is really handsome. It's just like so different. And also, wait, did you see the mom? What the mom said? Yeah, but I I, I don't think there's tea there. I think she really was like just trying to not make it a conversation. Okay. So she wasn't just, see, because I just read about it. And so when it's written, it looks like she's just saying it was fine. Oh, yeah, it was okay. No, even in the video, like she's like, it was okay. And you could read it as like, oh, she hates her. But seeing them in the box together, I don't think she hates her. I think she really like just doesn't want like Taylor to see her doing like a press tour about her. Totally. It's like kind of awkward. No, I totally agree. Okay. That makes me feel better about the situation. I'm going to really try and stand them. I really, I'm going to do my best. It's okay if you don't. I don't think it's going to last that long. I think it's just like a fun moment in time. And then like one day we'll look back on it and be like, wow, I can't believe I was like present and cogent and alive at that time. I feel that way about like past pop culture things or even things happen that I didn't care about at the time. And then like I watch a documentary now. I'm like, where the fuck was I? That was the coolest thing ever. It's like, do you think that people in the future are going to be looking back at this time period the way that you look back at the Victorians? (laughs) (laughs) No, but maybe like the way I look back at like David and Victoria Beckham and I'm like, oh, wow, that was a big deal. And I like wasn't really participating. That's how I feel. Well, I guess that would require Taylor and Travis to like get married. But just like a crazy pop culture thing that's happening. Yes, I see what you're saying. Wait, the new like Posh and and David Beckham thing is like fucking wild. Like, how did I, I? I don't remember the fact that he had an affair. Me neither. I mean, we were like 
eight, ten. Yeah, but I was all about the Spice Girls. Lived for them. The way that you lived for camp, Spice Girls was my camp, okay? You know what? Like, my sisters and I, we love the Spice Girls. We would just, like, make videos dancing around. And there's, like, four of us. We almost complete the trifecta of five Spice Girls. Um, But I did not know what was going on in their personal lives like that. That's it's like we were too young. That's true. We didn't really have computers. I, you know what? I will remember the first time that I started stalking celebrities on the computer. I will never forget this. I'm, I'm curious to know the first if you have remember the first time you remember stalking a celebrity. It was uh, my freshman year of high school, you know, AOL dial up and or no, it must have been the year before my freshman year because Hillary Duff was in Rome filming the Lizzie McGuire movie and she had a blog and she would write about her experience experience every single day. And so that was my first time going online and stalking a celebrity. I would stalk what she did every day in Rome because she wrote about it. That's so funny for me. I don't remember. (laughs) I remember the first time, but that's not like the last thing. So I think it was when Anna Nicole Smith died. I was like glued to like celebrity blogs. But then I used to keep like a running tab on my computer, like a bookmark of like the just Jared page for Miley Cyrus so that like every day I could see like what Miley's like paparazzi photos, what she's up to, what she's wearing. Like I would check it the way I would check my Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> Miley Cyrus though. Obs- I was obsessed. Wait, how old are with you? Hannah Montana. I'm 30. So I'm her age. Okay. That makes sense. See, I'm five years older than you. Oh my God. You're Hillary Duff and I'm I'm Yeah. Oh my God. That makes so much sense. I'm Hillary. You're Miley. Okay. That all tracks now. (laughs) Did you ever go on Perez Hilton? Yeah. But like he who shall not be named. He's a vile creature. No, he is 100%. Um, (laughs) Wait, do you guys know him personally? (laughs) No, like he just, seems you know, like no he, internet I mean, internet beef he seems like an asshole but I didn't know that yeah. there was no but that and then I yeah no when Anna Nicole Smith died like that's where I was like glued yeah oh my god what a time see what a time to be alive then during the just Jared that whole era of just like paparazzi photos and seeing what like Nicole Richie and Lindsay Lohan yeah. were wearing how much weight they had lost which has fucked with me my whole entire life. I've realized that that is why I have body dysmorphia. Any issue that I have in terms of like my body image, it is all of be- because of that time period where like people were calling Jessica Simpson fat and Nicole Richie, they were calling her fat before she lost a lot of weight. And I look at that, I'm like, she was so skinny on The Simple Life. What the fuck was everybody talking about? No, it's so crazy. I read Jessica Simpson's book and she obviously like has a chapter about the chili yeah. cook off and the jeans. And so of course you go and look at the pictures because those pictures, I remember seeing them yeah. like, and at the whole world was like, woof, Jessica. And now you go and look at them and it's like, she looks, she looks great. Amazing. She looks great. Like she looks great. It's insane. Like it truly is insane. Let's talk about Thrive Market, okay? Because now that I'm a postpartum mom, all right, I mean, I've used Thrive Market for years, but when I'm postpartum, I'm really not in the mood to leave the house, like at all. Going to the grocery store, no, okay? So being able to order all of my household essentials, all my groceries from Thrive Market and just have it delivered to my door, amazing. And on top of that, Thrive Market has so many more things that you don't find in your typical grocery store. You also save so much money on Thrive Market. But my favorite part about going to Thrive Market is that you can use their like filter thing in your website in the website to suit your needs. So whatever type of thing you're looking for, whether it's like gluten-free snacks or like low sugar alternatives or non-toxic cleaning stuff, you can literally curate like your own shopping experience just by using their filters. So instead of going to the grocery store, we're like reading all these ingredients and it like takes so long. Like, no, they do it easily for you at Thrive Market. It's also where I get like all my Annie stuff. Like I'm obsessed with Annie's products and they just like have so much of it. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash straight up for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash straight up thrivemarket.com slash straight up. 
Do you feel like the most amount of pressure to like fit back into your pre-pregnancy clothes right now? Because I do. (laughs) So yes, I will always be someone that is going to be, that's going to be top of mind for me. And it's like my job to not put too much pressure on myself, Mm -hmm. but it's also, it's not like pressure that just like comes from nowhere or like from society. It's like, that's what I want for myself. Like I'm my happiest when I can wear every piece in my closet and not have to like hide and just not, and feel like I don't recognize myself. So it's like, that's what I want. But I feel like this time I'm much I'm just trusting the process more, maybe because after having like going through it once and like eventually I did get back down to uh, not my starting weight because then I got pregnant again, but like the weight comes off in time. And then like once I'm done breastfeeding, I can like focus more on dieting. Like I know that that will happen for me and that's all waiting for me. So I just feel like right now, knowing that that's ahead, I can just be okay with how I am. Plus it being fall is just great. It is ideal. Like, could you imagine if it was May right now and we were going into June and people were going to start with their fucking pool parties and shit? Oh, my God. No, and it's just like less and less clothes. And that's not going to be the reality for me. So, like, I don't know what I would be wearing. I guess that's why when I gave birth to Harry in February in the spring, like I was, you know, still not where I wanted to be. And like that was hard for me. But this time I feel like I have much more of a buffer because it's like, okay, I don't need to start, be start thinking about that until late winter. I'm just like hoping that I can fit into a pair of jeans by Christmas. It doesn't need to be my pre-pregnancy pair of jeans. Like I'm willing to go a few sizes up. I just want to be able to like button them and feel really cute in jeans. You know what? I don't know why I bought all these big sized pairs of jeans before I got pregnant this time. I just, maybe I thought I was bigger than I was. And, and then I, I kept them and now they fit me. And it's like, oh, I have jeans that fit. It's like a hack. Mm-hmm. Buy big jeans before you get pregnant. You'll fit into them what a gift! What a gift. See, because, right. so I've lately, I, and I wanted to ask you this, like, what are your postpartum things that you're doing that makes you feel good about yourself that like you, you have to do every day? Or like, do you have a list of things not a, a list of things like every morning, like I, I really, I, like I get up, like brush my teeth, change my pajamas into fresh pajamas, make my bed and like delineate between like, okay, like the night portion, however it went, it's over. And like, now I'm going to start my day. Like I have a big coffee and I try to just like be, I try to like be, a. Uh, put together as much as I can because like that makes me feel good. But then some days like that's just not my reality and it's like four o'clock and I still haven't gotten out of my nightgown. Yeah. My bed. But just like trying to like get up and start my day properly, like that makes me feel like a little more human. No, that makes sense. I feel like I'm the same way and I've, I have to do my hair and makeup every day. Like otherwise I feel so beast like like I don't want to look at myself in the, I can't cross and walk in front of a mirror and catch my face my skin without foundation on it like I just I can't yeah no it's <laughs> rough but then also it's like postpartum skin is something else and so it's like makeup is actually like not what I should be wearing but like I can't stop because I don't want to see what's, what's actually underneath. happening and I'll yeah and I read you know I've read sometimes like that people have said you know, don't go buying like bigger clothing because, you know, then you won't be motivated to like get back into your old stuff. One of the things that's helped me, no, buy extra larges and everything. And now I feel cute just wearing like extra large and all of this new stuff. Completely agree. I've gotten like a few orders of like just big crewnecks, like extra, extra large, like that with leggings and then like a bun and some foundation. And like, I feel okay. Yes. I'm okay. Yes. Especially. And I agree. You have to get clothes that fit you this size or else it's beyond depressing trying to squeeze into other stuff. Yes. And we're luckily living in a time right now where leggings and crewneck sweatshirts are chic. Who would have thought? Yeah, there's so many options for crewnecks out there that could be dressed up, dressed down. Do you ever... It's a lifesaver. Do you ever wonder if like a Victorian person time traveled and just like landed right now? Like, would... They're vomiting. (laughs) What would they think? Would they think we're just all like really poor? (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. But 
it's they would be vomiting. Like, it's so even like today, this is me. Like I'm put together. Yeah. So I have ca- cashmere sweater, leggings, flats. Like yeah. to a Victorian person, I'm so offensive. No, I know. Like, but do you think that they'd be like, "Wow, everyone's poor nowadays." Like there, there, there is well, no class even system. Like it's in the Victorian era. Like even the peasants wore a dress. That's my point. That's my point. And I so, think that the Victorians would literally look at us and be like, "Squalor! Everyone's homeless." <laughs> I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah. That also is my Roman Empire because whenever I get dressed like so often, I'm just like, what if Marie Antoinette just landed in my room right now? She'd be so disappointed in me. She would just literally think that I am so broke. (laughs) But like, what is an outfit that Marie Antoinette like would approve of you wearing that would make sense in this century? That's great. The good point. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, maybe like one of those like. A b- dresses like love shack fancy dresses like no it's like, like no also like it's peasant still they're peasant yeah she literally those are actually peasant <laughs> dresses so she'd be like okay cool cool i mean i recognize it but like right you guys have no money i get it okay <laughs> that's like how like fucked up is that to think like i'm just so disappointed in us like as just like the human race that we've let it get this far like to the point where like the past people who have come before us would look at us and just think that we're all just living in squalor slobs like (laughs) bunch of slobs even like the dressed ones it's just gotten like worse and worse at least it's it is what it is now we just we just can't think about what they would think but like how fun is that to think about what they would think you're the only other person I know that can appreciate this it's so fun to think about what they would think but what I also think about is like where it's gonna go from here like 50 years from now So I thought that we were getting dangerously close to like going into this futuristic like Balenciaga look that like the Kardashians were trying to do. But I feel like we dodged that bullet. Yeah, we did in a couple ways. Like it swerved for a few reasons. And I think I was also like the Yeezy look, which isn't happening. Balenciaga not happening for me, at least. Yeah. And I think Sophia Richie, we owe a lot to her. Okay. This is the thing. I know your take on it. You do? Because you you and Claudia talked about it on the toast. Because you were saying, like, that's, like, our style. It's like, all, feminine, yes, It's already, classic. what's going to happen when that becomes out of style? We're just going to look right. so out of style. So dated. But I think the fact that the style itself, like, is classic. I think when they leave us, we'll, it'll be untouched. Like, it still is what it is. It, it's, it was just a, cl- a classic that became a trend. But, but, okay. I will argue, I will argue though that it's only like this that that sort of style has only been considered classic since like I would say maybe the 50s the 1950s so like that's only 70 years when you think about it you don't think there's enough history there. no I don't I like because so, like technically you could say that you know a, a, a dress with a corset and the big puffy sleeves is a classic because for a long time that was considered the classic yeah but I feel like okay that's a good example so like that you know peasanty look like it comes and goes but if someone's wearing a dress like that right now like a corset and the sleeves um I wouldn't say it's like dated from a few years ago even if it like popped off during cottage core right I loved that by the way I'm surprised yeah, you know what like that still- means because that was a TikTok thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the good TikTok words, like there are a few good words and phrases that come out of the talk that really just like sum up a feeling or what I'm seeing. And it's it's very valuable. OK, well, I, I can recognize that. Well, I think that Sophia Richie did me a disservice. <laughs> if I'm maybe gonna be honest. maybe she she did you a disservice, but I think she did like the world and the girls a, a service. So like, you know, they're classing it up. They're buttoning it up. I think it's nice. Okay. Wow. You know, I like... Like, even my little sister is a perfect example. I was saying on the toast, I don't know, a few weeks ago, how, like, Margot, she's young, hot thing. She dresses with the trends. And, like, now she's dressing. She's got the big trousers and the flats. And, like, she looks lovely. And it's like, I'm glad she's not following an influence that just has her butt cheeks hanging out still. That's a really good point. See, I love your optimism. I remember the last time we podcasted together, you had so much optimism when I was telling you how I was so scared to get pregnant because I associated it with being just, like, stuck at my house. 
house. And you were like, no, it's going to be so much better because this time we don't have to be stuck at our houses. And we get to do all the things that we do. I don't know anyone who had a more active pregnancy than you, though, on tour. I know. I like truly made that my mission because I was so traumatized by my first like pregnancy experience. And how was it? This time compared to last time. Oh my, it's so much more enjoyable. Like ridiculous. Like I, I, there is no comparing. It felt like I was pregnant for the first time. Like, wow, truly. But also I'm somebody that like, I really don't like being pregnant. Like at all. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay with it. This time was hard for me for like a couple reasons. Um, yeah. And I just like got so big. It's just, it's just like being so, no, it is. It's just like so fucked up that like we have to get so big in order to make a life. Like I tried telling Bo this, like, on the reg almost every day. I'm like, you have no idea. It's not just about the physical stuff of watching your body change. It's it's what that does to you mentally, like psychologically, emotionally. It's the fact that you're so uncomfortable all the time. Like you're what you can't. Yeah. I can't just get up and sit down easily. And like no one appreciates that. <laughs> No, I really don't think that they do. And it's crazy like that. Our husbands just get to like be parents. Yeah. (laughs) Wake up one day. Yeah. They do their skin to skin after I do mine. And it's like bonding. It's like you give all you guys can go fuck yourselves, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like until I'm snatched to the gods, like don't talk to me. No, truly. Are you going to have more (laughs) kids? God willing. So what about you? You're going to try. Yeah, not this minute. Like I'm on break. I'm on hiatus, but uh, probably yeah. Jackie, I think no. I think I might. I always thought that I was somebody that wanted a lot of kids, and then you know a few things happened. I realized they're very expensive. Okay, like if I have another kid, that means I have to buy a house with extra rooms in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so, mm-hmm. there's that. Like. School. We can share, no, because you have one boy, one girl. So whatever the next one would be like would just double up. I guess, I guess, but still school, expensive. Um, just uh, just all of it is expensive and, and traveling. That's something that Bo and I like really like love to do. Like that's like what bonded us when we first started dating. And if I'm going to be buying flights and plane tickets for all these children that I'm going to like, it just feels... I, like it just feels impossible. And then also I just did not like being pregnant that I'm like, I don't want to fucking put myself through that again. Yeah. That the pregnancy is so hard, but they say like you, you forget. And yeah. I do feel like the edges are kind of shaved, you know, and it's a little nicer when in hindsight, and it's only been eight weeks for me. Like already, like it's, I remember when it was like so hard, but it's dissipating a little bit, but do you feel that way about like even your pregnancy with Hartford? Oh no, 100% you forget. You absolutely forget. You forget all of the bad shit. Like, and I, I'm going to laugh when I'm pregnant in two years <laughs> and we're sitting here <laughs> having this conversation. And also our last podcast, you were saying how you like were, couldn't get, what didn't want to get pregnant again. And then there you were. Well, I just, I, I'm cause I'm one, I know myself. I'm one of those people where like, I say no, a no, a no. And then one day I wake up and I just feel like, oh, I'm ready for this now. And it's out of nowhere. Yeah. It's completely out of nowhere. And so that's oh, what. That's nice. You just have to like trust the process then. You'll either be ready or you won't. God, parenting is freaking hard. How's the newborn stage been for you this time? Just like the baby himself. That has been so much easier. He is the best baby. He is calm. He's chill. Last night he slept until 4 a.m. Like, he's only a month old. That kid went down at 8 p.m., didn't wake up till... Oh, my God. Didn't wake up till 4, then went back to bed, and then we woke him up at 7.30. Like, so, it like, that... That was that was like a miracle. So like that, he has That's been unreal. No, he's been easy. Is your baby sleeping through the night? No, he sleeps till like four, five, or one time like six or seven. But it starts at eleven. Oh, you put him down at eleven. Like that's when we start, like he eats at eight and like, we'll be like sleeping on and off. But then like at 10, 30, 11, like I'll nurse him again. And then he's going down. So like we don't really start it till that late. Cause before that, that's also weirdly like his fussiest time of the night is like nine, 10 o'clock. Is, the fussiest time of the day. Is he a colicky baby? 
I wouldn't say so. Harry was a much harder baby. Really? Than Charlie. Yeah. See, so this is another reason you need to get on TikTok. There's so many awesome creators who who film their entire nighttime routine with their baby. And I am just fascinated by it. And I'm I'm just like, wow, you women, like those women are superheroes. The amount of times that they have to get up with their crying baby. I like don't know how they're functioning. It's insane. Yeah, well, two things. One, a lot of mama content makes it over to reels. So I'm seeing. Yeah, but you're seeing it like three weeks later, okay? (laughs) It's evergreen. It's evergreen stuff. And number two, I've heard about these like mamas with the nighttime routine. Like, and they're getting canceled a little bit with the flashlight in the baby's face. Wait. Okay, so I've always wondered that. And I send this to Bo. Like, I'll send the videos to Bo. Like, at night, I'll be like, look at this. At least we don't have to deal with this. Like, oh, my gosh. And he goes, maybe they're dealing with this because they have lights, like, set up Literally, in they have the flash room. on the baby face. <laughs> right. And the tripod. And it's like, okay. Well, I guess you're right. I mean... Okay, that makes sense. But still, it makes for really great content. Like, I fully enjoy watching it before I go to bed every single night. Okay, send me, like, one of the videos. Text it to me, and I'll see if it's, like, worth getting on TikTok for. (laughs) Well, that's worth getting on TikTok for. 60-second history is worth getting on TikTok for. That, for sure. I'm sure there's, like, a big whole Love Island TikTok journey. You know what? I bet this this is what will get you. I bet you there's a camp journey on TikTok. Oh, the camera and the counselor has to be on TikTok. Maybe like I'm not maximizing her potential because I'm not on TikTok. Like making tops. Truly this book though, Jackie, like I can't wait to read it to Hartford. And like when she decides if she wants to be a kid that goes to camp, a camp, like this is going to like teach her. Like you, you wrote something that's teaching kids what like their experience is going to be like, and that you should just be so proud of yourself. Thank you. I'm so proud. I also really want to know what Hartford thinks. She's really like the target demo because obviously the book is, you know, it's girly because we have female main characters, but Harry loves the book. He literally like, you know how the kids like they say the last word of every sentence of like a rhyming book. Uh, Yeah. Like when you read it to them so many times, yeah. like he's got it down pat. We read it every day in my house, but she's like a little bit older. I think she's gonna, I like, I actually want to know what she thinks. Her opinion means a lot. Oh my gosh. Wait, what if she asks to go to camp? This will be too soon. At what age? I'll send you some reps. What, what, at what age do people go to camp? So most camps, the first year is eight years old. Eight years old? Yeah. And how and long you go do from you, like eight to 15. And how long do you go for? How many months is this? It's two months. <gasps> they sh- they make it a little less every year, but they increase the price. Hopefully they stop that chip. So it's about seven, six, seven weeks. And then you go for eight summers typically so until you're 15. You didn't see your family for two months? No, but be- we. my first summer I went with Olivia. So I had her. And then um, I think the next summer, Claudia came and then Margo was so young, but like her three sisters were at camp and she's like home for the summer. Margo started coming to camp with us when she was five. What did your parents do while you were gone? I have to, you know what? I have to ask them because now as a parent, I'm like, let's go to Ibiza. It's no, 100%. Like my first thought when you just said two months, I'm like, oh, okay. So like we would travel. Like that's what we would do. Right. That could maybe camp solves your issue of like wanting more kids, but wanting to travel. Like you get two months, you like go to South of France. Bye-bye. I'll see you on visiting day. Jackie. You might have just solved <laughs> my multiple kid issue. Like, literally. That's wild. Oh my God. That's why we podcast. That's why we get together to talk it through. I know. Wait, when are we going to meet in person? Oh my God. Because every time you're here, like, it's because I'm not. It's bullshit. When you, are you coming to New York anytime soon? I don't know. I don't fit to me. Yeah, I feel no. like there's no light at the end of the tunnel right now with these two kids. I just feel like I'm doomed for to never go anywhere ever again. Yeah, no, totally. I don't know if I'll ever go to LA again in my life. Like, when when would I be there? Wait, really? Because you hate it? No, like, <laughs> no, I, I actually, I love LA. Fun fact about me, like, I'm obsessed. But anytime I go, I'm just like my best self. I love the lighting. The I love lighting? the priorities of the, yeah, you guys get sunlight. We don't <laughs> get sunlight in New York. It's a gorgeous place. I've never heard anyone say it like that. <laughs> like, I love the priorities of the people there. They're you not do? <laughs> important whatsoever. It's just like light. 
I guess. God, I haven't left my house in so long that I don't even know what it's like out there. <laughs> so I actually love LA, but one, not that many things like bring me out there. It has to be like something big because it's, you know, a journey and now with kids. And so with kids, it's like, I don't know what is going to ever bring me to LA again. Do you, when, have you been able to like go out to dinner with your husband since giving birth and like leave the kids at home? No, not yet. Fuck. See, I'm like, no, but it's also, it has not been a prayer. Like if that was something that I wanted to do really badly, I would make it happen. But I don't feel like that would be like, bring me the most joy right now. I'm like angling to see how I could get a manicure. That would be like my first thing I would try and do. Okay. I got mama hands. That sucks. There honestly, there's nothing that makes me feel hotter than a manicure, a spray tan and a manicure. <laughs> yeah. A spray tan, but I'm breastfeeding. So like it's messy. <laughs> You know, like those 24 hours where you can't shower, like that's a problem. Wait, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I look like this. Wow. Not that I'm someone who got spray tanned all the time, but I would have gotten a spray tan like for this week. It's a kind of a big week. But um, well, you should you, know, you should learn to just like self tan yourself. I will say this. OK, I self tan myself all the time. I'm obsessed with this brand Luna Bronze. I think it's what it's called. Like I buy it on like Revolve or whatever. It does not smell disgusting. It doesn't make you look streaky. I don't know why more people don't know about this brand. In fact, like if they want to sponsor me, I would really love that and appreciate it. But I will just like tan my legs and my arms and my chest like at night. So like, yes, if I'm naked I look insane but like does that really matter no so like so funny if it's just like okay. yeah you just got to tan the things that are gonna show okay that's a really good tip and because sometimes like I use like self-tanning moisturizer but you kind of have to do it every day or else it's fades yeah but if I could self-tan just like my legs arms chest like that's all you clavicle that's all you need yeah. you're welcome for that little tip <laughs> Thank you. This is just an exchange of information. Not truly. Um, Jackie, okay, so th everyone can order your book everywhere, right? Like everywhere Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, like Talk Shop Live if you want to sign copy with a book plate. That is amazing, you guys. It's The Camper and The Counselor. And also go listen to The Toast because it's my favorite podcast. It's amazing. She does it with her sister, Claudia. I just love you guys so much. And I just like, I dream about the day when me, you, Claudia, and Taylor can just like go and have some like foursome dinner. Claudia and Taylor can talk and then you and I can talk. Like, a hundred percent. No, literally next time you're coming to New York, I will plan my trip around like, your trip so that it could happen. We have to. We could try and teach them things about the Victorian era, maybe like some Tudor history. Claudia's getting into historical fiction. Really? Love that. Yeah, she's read a few books. She's kind of obsessed. <gasps> oh my gosh. Wait, can you pass along some book recommendations, historical fiction? Because I fell off the book wagon months ago and For I need you? to get back on. Well, I was actually just wondering, did you ever read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? That's on my list, but I don't think I read that it's, one. It's really good. And it's like the character, I don't want to spoil it, but it, she's like, you know, 17th century French woman tra traveling through time. I think you would love it's it. It's giving Outlander, is it? In a way, but like French and Ma like Outlander, she was like from a different century and going back further. Addie's from 17th century and she's going forward. How does she feel about the clothing everyone's wearing? <laughs> Ooh. Does she you make know, a note like, of it? Does she, does she, <laughs> no, she, I, not that I'm aware of, but we, I was more concerned with like whether or not she got her period, like as a time, as like a, you know, magical realist time traveler. Like, do you still get your period uh, on like, the same day every month? <laughs> like, or is it just a little you off? Know? <laughs> yeah, but there's also like a few mystical elements. So that's why it's not like exactly like Outlander where I do think that she got her period. Okay. Well, <laughs> she definitely did because she got, pregnant why did you tell me that are you oh wait are you talking about outlander or this book yeah outlander. oh yeah 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 well, yeah she did right i didn't finish I, I don't think going through the okay wow <laughs> we talked about this on the last okay. show it was like i was i it was not for me which is crazy how many seasons did you make again i i definitely watched into the second season oh, jesus there's like four million Maybe even <laughs> I know, but I just could not enjoy it. You just couldn't enjoy it? Like, I don't understand. I just like didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, it was giving me like a lot of anxiety. Also, everyone was like, watch out for this scene and that scene. And so the whole time I was like, 
huh, I'm scared. Okay, I know like the one scene that you're talking about at the end of season one, and like it's yeah, horrible. I didn't watch it's it. It's horrible, but like th- that. Uh, I'm not even going to. People actually, you know, I think people ruined it for me by like keeping on talking about that scene. And like, I still don't even really, I know a little bit of what happened. Claudia watched it for me and she was not okay. Yeah. She, cause I was pregnant. So she watched it to see if I could stomach it. Okay. Did Claudia watch anything else of Outlander or did she stop too? No, just that, just that scene. Not even the episodes before. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking craziest thing I have ever heard. That she lived. That's the craziest thing she ever heard. It was the craziest thing I've ever heard. She said it was the craziest thing she ever saw. Well, no shit. I understand. But like the fact that like this wonderful show, she only went and watched this one horrific scene that like really does like it changes you as a person. Okay. It's like that Mm -hmm. bad. I, I just like, Wow. She did it for her pregnancies. Wow. All right. Jackie, I love having you on. I love being on. Thank you for having me. Tell Claudia she's next. You're next, Latterd. She's in. She's coming to LA next week. Really? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. She'll text you. She'll text you. Okay. Listen, because th- that could be really fun for me to like get out of the house and do something. Sassy wants to get out of the house with you and do something. It'll be fun for her. Yes. Perfection. I deserve that. Claudia is so supportive of new mamas. I could not be like a postpartum woman without the support of Claudia. She's the No, best. I know that because I hear that on y'all's podcast. You forget I am a fan. True. Okay. True. For- she said, you know, she listens to the <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, Everyone go buy Jackie's book and go follow Jackie at Jackie Ashray on Instagram. Love you so much. Thank you. Love ya. Bye. Bye.